Hello, everyone, and welcome into another week here of the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. I'm your host, Ethan Schmidt. On the phone with me, the head football coach of the Clarksville High School Wildcats, Coach Isaac Shelby. Coach Shelby, how are you, sir? Oh, pretty good. Rested and, uh, you know, got the bye week there and uh, ready for Maplewood. What'd you do on your uh, on your uh, fall break, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, me and Katie and Lucy, we went down to Florida, um, spent a, you know, a few days on the beach and Lucy made some sandcastles and stuff, which was, uh, which was pretty cool. It was fun for her. And, um, you know, we took, uh, we took, you know, Katie's niece down there with us too. So that was pretty fun. She got to play with her for a week. You know, it was a good week. All right, coach. So, uh, let's talk a little bit here. As we know, uh, we'll jump into the action here. Uh, the last game out, obviously, over a week ago now, since we had the bye week, it was against West Creek. Uh, two things to mention here before we start getting really into the game and what you saw from it. We have two sponsors we always like to bring up. Of course, Coach Conway and Company at Sheepdog Custom, Inc. We appreciate them for everything they do for us. Uh, you know, we have some really nice four-peat uh Clarksville High School Warfield Shield shirts that I like to rock uh, throughout town. And then, um, of course, the other one is Barker's Beef in our T-Bone of the Week. And, Coach, you've talked about it with me. Uh, we had a huge uh, – you have two nominations here, but one person stood out in your mind for that T-Bone of the Week. Yeah, uh, two nominations. I know Chris Bagatini's won it a couple times, and deservedly so most of the time. But uh, he had a really, really good block, um, you know, down down toward like the end zone near the near the field house. Probably the block of the year if I had to pick one. Um, really, really good play. But uh, sophomore Cam Staley is going to be T-bone of the week. Um, huge fourth down stop. Uh, you know, he, he read his tackle, came up quick. Um, you know, use the drill work that we, you know, we've been working on them for, you know, a couple of years with them and um, really, really big fourth down stop, you know, proud of him and, you know, the way he's progressed this year for sure for a sophomore. He's, you know, he's on track to have a really good, like, you know, really good career. And coach, you always bring this up. I know we're, we'll jump into the game here, but one of the things about Cam and, and something you always kind of preach to these guys who are a little bit younger is to get involved in wrestling. He's a very good wrestler and it shows when he's, you know, making tackles on the football field. Yeah, love wrestlers. Um, you know, I I wish more kids did it. Uh, I def, I, I've never coached a kid that was a really good wrestler and a bad tackler. Um, you know, I think Coach Badon does a really good job with our program, and um, you know, we'll go watch Cam a few times. You know, over the winter and wrestle, but I, I would recommend it to any kid because it just it, it it's it's you don't have any teammates to back you up. Um, it's one on one on the mat, and and you have to learn. If you don't learn to bend your hips and be aggressive, then you're going to have a really, really long winter. Um, and, and those wrestlers just make good tacklers. Um, you know, I just love having them on the team. Wish every kid would go do it. And Coach Bernard has 70 football players the day after the season's over, you know, uh, getting better, learning how to tackle. All right, Coach, let's jump into the uh, recap of West Creek. Uh, some some major stat lines there that we've talked about is, um, you know, for the past four seasons, just how many points we've been able to score. And uh, the other thing there is just not allowing any points either against West Creek in four seasons now. And it's something that, you know, that senior class had really prided themselves on was keeping West Creek out of the end zone. Talk a little bit about just uh, what you saw from your team in this 51 to nothing uh, victory against West Creek. Oh, I saw us execute. Um, you know, I think Coach Stanley and the defensive staff came up with a good plan. Um, you know, we didn't really realize our, I don't know, maybe other people did. I didn't realize that was a stat until uh, we were sitting in the film room one day during PE class and we were watching 
um, you know, we were watching some film and I could hear, I think it was Chris Bagatini and Rayshon kind of mumbling under their breath, something about, you know, never giving up a point to West Creek. And I was like, I have, you know, and then I called coach Stanley. I was like, Hey, go back and look at that real quick. And it was actually true. You know, they, they've gone four years and four zeros in a row. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a big deal for them. It was a big goal for them. Um, not really for the coaching staff, but you know, it, it was neat to see them, um, you know, kind of do that was something they wanted to do, which was neat. All right, Coach, uh, offensively, we had to put some points up there as well. So through the past two seasons, we know that we've scored 91 points those games. I believe the total is 173 since the last time that West Creek uh, was able to beat CHS, which was four uh, four years ago now, I guess five seasons now at this point. Uh, yeah. Um, what did you see from the offense? You know, we brought up Rayshon Bowling, and of course, we're going to talk to him here, talk about him here in a moment. But I think the big thing, and we talk about him, it seems every week in his progression. And and you know, next season, uh, it, you're going to have a uh, Davin Garinger back, and we have some young quarterbacks who've learned a lot. But Jamar Carnell in that quarterback position, and what he's bringing to the table, and just seeing how good his reads have started, like just it's been great to see it. But just kind of talk about how he's grown in that position as well. I think he's done really well. You know, he's he's a good leader. Um, his decision making's been good. It's hard in high school. You know, you don't you don't get a great quarterback all the time, and you know it's probably one of the hardest offensive years that we've had um, because you know we, you know we felt like we had a great trigger guy going into the year, and then we lost him, and you know had to go back and retool some stuff and figure out some different things, and you know kind of push the coaching staff to the to the limit trying to figure some things out without Davin's such a good player. You know, Jamar and Rayshon stepped in there and, and I think you have to give credit to, you know, like our receiving core, like Robert Riley and those guys, you know, they, you know, it, it's, it's hard not having, uh, you know, not having Davin back there. They've done a really, really good job of being great teammates and doing what they need to do. And, you know, I, I just, you know, really, really proud of them, especially Robert, um, especially Robert, like particularly. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, you know, I everybody always asks me about you know my playing time at CHS playing receiver, and I said, "What's passing the ball?" Um, so mm-hmm. you know that was always been, and and you know that as well as a former mm-hmm. receiver, and and you could ask you know Coach Stanley the same thing about playing at CHS. I mean, if your stock blocking's you know your stock blocking's what makes you a great teammate um, at that receiver position is just being able to get out there and and just seal off another person that you know when you have talent like we do with Rayshon and Jamar getting that corner sealed out completely leaves one-on-one with the safety and most of the time you know our guy's going to win that so definitely agree with you on that one with that receiving core yeah it's 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 definitely a big deal than being as good a teammates they've been all year and being unselfish and all that stuff but like I, I truly believe like good things happen to people that that are just good teammates and and it's going to be really fun. I think next year to see, um, to see two people like Davin who, you know, is a great teammate and Robert, who's a great teammate, be able to get back together on the field and and do what those two guys do because, you know, Robert's done everything we've asked him to do. Um, you know, Davin, Davin as well, even, you know, this week in practice, like, you know, this week in practice, we just give him a headset and he walks around and he's helping the other guys and, you know, it'd be really easy for a kid like that to be sour. and You know, it'd be easy for a kid like Robert to be sour and, you know, all that other stuff. And they're just not because they're good kids. And, you know, good things happen to good kids eventually. You know, it's got to wait it out. But next year is going to be super fun watching those two, I think. 
All right, Coach, I, I mentioned Rayshon's name. Uh, it's got to talk about him. A five-touchdown performance for Rayshon Bowling. Um, just running in four scores and then that last interception return uh, just kind of, I, I felt, really put the exclamation mark on on what he's done and, and really his growth this season as well. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about moving him to quarterback, and now he's kind of back in his true position at T, uh, and he has that opportunity as well to kind of be – you know, in the secondary as well, and and doing what he's what he's pretty good at and, and what he knows, but it just feels like he's gotten more comfortable uh, here late in the season as well. Yeah, he has, and, and five touchdowns is is a, you know, I scored one in high school and he scored five in a game, so, um, you know, it, you know, it, it's a big deal. I I've been around Clarksville High in as a player, an assistant, or head coach, or you know, whatever since the year two thousand and. I mean, maybe Cam Fletcher did it once, but I, I, I don't really think that he did. Well, you know that that's a, you know, five touchdowns in in a game is a ridiculous. Uh, you know, it, it's that doesn't happen very often. You know. Yeah, not at all. And uh, Ray Sean, of course, you know, just kind of continuing to uh, cement his really good senior season that he's been having so far for us. But, Coach, we'll roll through here and, and kind of just end here on West Creek before we take our break to talk a little bit about Maplewood and uh, uh, just kind of your final thoughts that you had there, you know, what you saw from your team and uh, as they got through that game. Uh, I, I just think they're getting better each week, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's the same thing we talk about on the podcast every week since – since the beginning and it's you know how good are you in week 11 and you know i i don't i don't know i feel like we're getting better every week as a team um i feel like we're making you know we're making strides we're making progress and you know uh, you know you get into that you get into the playoffs and anything can happen so uh, you know i I just think we have to continue to get better we got to get better this week um you know we got to get better next week against gallatin and then and then after that everybody's back to zero zero and see what happens All right, Coach, let's take our first break here in the show. When we come back, we're going to take a look at Maplewood and what we can expect here. It's going to be senior night out at Hilda J, so we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So let's step aside, and we'll come back here in just a moment. And welcome back to the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. As I mentioned before we went to break, it's going to be a big one on Friday night at Hilda J. Richardson as it is senior night as the Wildcats host Maplewood. Uh, Coach, uh, before we get going here and talking about the game, this senior class uh, really, and I know that there was was something said, there's a graphic said, uh, or like a, I guess like a little like, uh, you know, like a meme or something that you see online. And it's talking about like, you know, for schools and for students, you know, when the last time these kids had like a regular year was. And if you think about it for really, um, you know, for the past two and a half years, they haven't really had a regular year. Uh, so this senior class really hasn't had, I guess, a regular time. And except for like maybe their sophomore year, um, possibly their freshman year that they really had, you know, um, some some regularness to their high school experience. I mean, there's been so many different ups and downs and, you know, things that got canceled and, you know, just looking back at, you know, everything. So I guess it would have been that fall of, uh, I guess, their sophomore years when everything um, was, normal. I guess, normal the last time. So talk a little about the senior class and what you think they've overcome and, and how they have, uh, you know, come together. Yeah, definitely the COVID thing has been a big deal. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, 
um, it's something that, uh, you know, it, it, it affected them more than any. You, you think last year was the group that it was going to affect the most, and then you thought the thing was going to go away, and then it never went away. And, you know, it, it ended up affecting this class more than anybody. So they've kind of dealt with it for two years, but, you know, really proud of the way they've done things. And, you know, we, we hadn't had to cancel a game yet. Hope, you know, hopefully we won't, but – um, you know, you know, we've had some guys test positive and, you know, some guys get sick and it's it just other people have stepped up and, you know, probably, you know, when this thing does eventually go away, you'll probably never see anything like that again. But, you know, it, it's a good class, you know, that they've stuck together through some ups and downs. And, um, you know, the when you see those guys in the locker room just joking around and stuff, you know, they're pretty good friends. And, you know, it's hard because they've gone two years without camp and, you know, nobody's ever gone two years without camp around here since like probably, I don't know, the mid eight, mid eighties, late eighties, you know? Um, so it, it, it's, 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 it's definitely a unique thing and I hate it for them, but uh, you know, those guys have really done well for us and it made our school proud, I think. All right, coach, let's jump into it. Uh, this is not the Maplewood of old. Uh, I know that we've kind of watched uh, you know, film on them and, um, I remember some real just knockout drag out fights in the, in the playoffs with Maplewood in the past. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, I think back to, you know, sophomore year, uh, my sophomore year at least. So I guess it would have been the 06 season. Uh, Sean Dallin just having the game of his life against Maplewood, upsetting them on the road. Um, uh, that was the you know the the year we went to the quarterfinals and the yeah, next year the, I think they were the one seed that year yeah that was a that was an insane trip to Maplewood for certain um, and then the next year Maplewood came to Clarksville High School uh, we were actually the top dogs and they bumped us in the second round and it was just kind of mind boggling of of how that went down so that's the Maplewoods you know that I remember and that I had the opportunity to play against and obviously you had a chance to coach against them but. We're going to see a little bit different uh, Maplewood this time around. Tell us a little bit about what to expect from this Maplewood program. Yeah, um, athletic. They got some guys that can go. Uh, the quarterbacks, uh, scary running it. Um, they've got they've got one defensive end. I think it's a really really good player. Um, you know, but overall their team speed scary. Um, you know, they got a new coach this year. I think he's doing a good job. Um, it was just kind of. You know, I think they're going through some, you know, trials. You know, Arcente's been there a long time. We scheduled this game with Arcente because I've known him for a long time, uh, you know, last fall about this time. And then he ended up taking a job at Overton. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a it's 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 a scary football team because because they're athletic and, you know, they're, they're you know, they're getting better each week and they've played some really tough opponents. So, you know, we're going to see what we can do for sure. Um you know, I, I think that uh, I think the Maplewood team that uh, last time—I mean, not last time we played Maplewood in the playoffs—I think that was the team that went on to win the state championship under uh, Ralph Thompson. Am I right about that? I, I think they did that year. Yeah, that year we had that? a we had a wonderful journey during my high school career of every team that beat us in the playoffs either went to the state championship or won it. Um, right. so for for every other year or so, uh, I think it was Hillsboro beat us, lost to, to Maryville. Then Maplewood beat us one state, and then I believe Hillsboro beat us the next year one state, and then Beach beat us the next year in one state. So yeah. uh, the, that's, that was kind of the trend for a while, is if you could beat Clarksville High School, you were more than likely going to win state uh, in your yeah, class. There's there some awfully good teams during that time in, in Davidson County and Sumner County. Coach, uh, you talk a little bit about kind of these scary speed and, and whatnot, and we've seen some teams that have those 
uh, true athletes out there. I, I think McGavick had a few of those guys like that, and Northeast had several of those players that you know you just really have to kind of lock down, control, um, you know, and kind of play. You know, sometimes you know some of your athletes have to play at a higher level. You know, what uh, we've talked a little bit about practice and and you know uh, before we went on air and everything like that about what we saw this week, but. You know, how do you feel going through practice? How do you get these guys to kind of understand, you know, the speed and the and the physicality that they may face? I think I think that's the hardest thing. You know, um, you know, speed's not, uh, you know, speed's not a thing this year that that we have a bunch of. So it's really really hard to emulate. Um, you know, and, and I think that uh, we we just can't, to be honest with you. You know, we got to get out there Friday night and and kind of see it and and you know, kind of deal with it then. I, I wish we could prepare for it, but, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, that's one of the things we, you know, one of the reasons we do some of the things we do offensively is if you don't do it every week, then your scout team's not going to be able to sit, like emulate it or simulate it. Um, so it's, you know, there's nothing we can do to, to simulate that speed. So it's going to be hard, uh, especially on our defensive backs. I, I think that's a group that it's hardest on every week, um, you know, but they're just going to have to figure it out. But it's one of the reasons we went out of our way to schedule Maplewood and McGavick because we felt like if, if we made the playoffs, we were going to go to Metro and, probably will probably King Ridge or Smyrna. So, um, you know, it's, it, and they have a bunch of speed too. So, you know, it's one of the reasons we wanted to schedule a Maplewood or a McGavick just so our kids can see some of that um, during the regular season. So it's not a shock in the playoffs. You know, it's also one of those teams when you kind of look at it, coach, you know, pretty much all season long, we've been able to talk about rivalries or former rivalries. And we're going to have one more during the regular season that uh, kind of dates back to those 70s and 80s guys. And we've talked about it before uh, when we take on Gallatin, uh, you know, obviously next week. But not one of those games that a lot of people kind of, uh, I guess, have that feeling and, and remembrance of, you know, you know uh, the Maplewood teams that we played, I think, you know, in that mid-2000s range. But, uh, again, this is kind of still, you know, a school that we have some history with. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- when you look at it, and you were talking about scheduling it with, you know, former coaches and whatnot, is it still one of those things where, you know, you, you know what you're going to get when you take them on in general? Um, I, I know, obviously, you mentioned what it can do for us in the playoffs and stuff like that, as yeah. in, you know, what we see. But, you know, as a coach, when you're looking for teams like that, is it just one of those things where it's just like, all right, we have a good, you know, memory of what these teams can do to us. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it's, you know, like we said before, it's the speed, but but there is also a, a long connection. You know, like Maplewood was in our district when I was in high school, so when you talk to like guys I graduated with, you know, we played Maplewood, you know, you talk to Haskell Fink or Sean D or Marcus or, you know, any of those guys, like, you know, Maplewood's a, a big deal to them because, you know, they, it's just somebody they ran across in the playoffs over and over and over. So, you know, it's, it's good for the community to get like, get those rivalries back going. It's good for our team to see that kind of athleticism and speed. All right, coach, any thoughts here uh, on Maplewood before we move along? Uh, senior night, um, you know, come out and support these guys. You know, they've, they've played, you know, one whole year with, uh, you know, iffy crowds and, you know, you know, go fan tickets and, and all that other stuff. They're going to do the, the parents are supposed to be there at 610 if you're walking with somebody. So need to be there at 610 over by the field house. And Miss Cook does a really, really good job. Um, you know, her son was a former player of ours. She's in charge of that, and she'll get you lined up. And Miss Buchanan does a really good job on the mic up there, you know, talking to 
or not talk like talking to the crowd about each person and you know i think it's one of the cool things that uh clark shaha does is you know each kid gets to invite a teacher to go with them that made a like an impact on their life and we tried to talk to those kids a couple weeks ago and they're filling that out about you know how serious uh you know how serious that is because you know the, the teachers that are being honored with those kids really take a great deal of pride in that um, you know, it's just a big deal for, it's a big deal for them. You know, uh, you know, teachers don't get a lot of recognition sometimes, but you know, when a kid picks you out, it's, 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 it's a big deal for them. All right, coach, we're going to step aside here, take our final break. When we come back, it's, uh, the three random questions. Uh, we'll jump into that. All three of them this week are brought to us by Gavin Hams. So, uh, as you guys know, he normally brings up some good questions, uh, along the way. So we're going to go ahead and, and answer three of his questions and, uh, Uh, We'll get on to getting ready for Maplewood, continuing it. So let's step aside here, and we'll be back in just a moment. And welcome back to our final segment here of the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. I'm your host, Ethan Schmidt. Coach Shelby on the phone with us here as we get ready for three random questions. But before we do that, Coach, you had a, a brilliant idea. A lot of times we have brilliant ideas before we start like actually getting to talk. And uh, one of them has to do with the remote because my wife was trying to find the remote to turn the TV down in the other room before I could start recording. And you had a very good idea. I'd like you to push that idea out. Uh, well, this, this may... Uh... Yeah, I, I, I have a lot of ideas. I do actually think this is a good one. I think remote should stop, like, should no longer be made, like, the color black. Um, they're impossible to find, especially on the Roku. Um, you know, me and my wife don't argument, argue that much, but about 85% of our arguments is about where I put the remote. And then I, I lose it in the bed, and she can't find it. Once turn the TV down, I can't. Stuff. I think remote should be only made in the color highway orange like the like the hazard like the hazard signs are um you know it's not like they're a decorative piece or something like you just want to find the stupid thing so i think they should stop making them black make them only that like neon orange or or what would be even better is like a glow in the dark orange um i think that'd be i think that'd be super good um it would it would make my life a lot better somebody's gonna tell us you know you can order that and we're gonna have to Go into that again back as on well. Amazon. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, Keep coach, let's go yeah. ahead and jump in here and talk about our three random questions here. As I mentioned before, we went to break there. Gavin Ham's offering uh, all three of them, and uh, two of them I know you're going to really enjoy. But the the first one here is apparently you got some beef against the mouse, or at least his house here. What's the beef with you and uh, Disney World? I don't know. I don't know if it's a beef. Um, you know, my wife wants to go. Uh, you know, my daughter wants to go, but you know, I just. I don't, I don't know how that thing started. You know, Walt Disney like saw a mouse, which is, you know, probably the grossest, most disease infested animal there is, you know, and then drew a, a picture of it and, you know, gave it some funky looking ears and a smile. And all of a sudden he's a billionaire. Um, I'm just, I'm just not a big Disneyland guy. That's a, it's a terrible animal. I, I, it's probably the worst animal to turn into a cartoon. I've never seen a mouse smile. Um, you know, every time you see a mouse, everything in your life stops and you try to kill it, you know, cause it's covered in disease and all that other crap, uh, except for Disney world, you know, Disney world, you just, you know, go take a picture with a mouse. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's just a weird deal. I don't know how that guy turned that into a billion dollar business, but those animals are nasty. So what's it going to take for you? Cause you're obviously, you know, you're going to have to go eventually. You're going to have to go to Disney world. What will I'm it take? I'm fighting it hard. I'm fighting it hard. Uh, <laughs> 
I, I don't know. I don't know. You may have to have my wife as like a guest podcaster or something. I, I do. I definitely do not want to go, but um, I know that the uh, the clock is probably ticking on me for sure on that. Yeah, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do the negotiation episode where we sit down and hear Katie's uh, side of the argument. We'll probably have to have a live Twitter poll of uh, why uh, who's voting yes and no, and and go from there for yeah. you. Yeah, usually, uh, usually if something goes fifty fifty, then then she'll eventually win on that deal. But I it's, I don't I don't understand. It's, any other animal would have been better, you know. Not <laughs> not the most like disease. Like no one ever saw a mouse run across their living room. Was like okay, no big deal. Like you go out of your way. Like you, you immediately go go to Lowe's and you know that, that's not even animal. Like like when you kill it, like when you kill a mouse, you're trying to like poison it or break its neck. You know, like you're you're purposely like you go to Lowe's and say like, what can you sell me that will break this animal's neck? And it, there, there's not many animals like that. We used to have a, a cat who would grab the mouse and then he realized that he didn't want it in his mouth anymore and he'd put it back down and let it run. Uh, so I'd have a to, smart cat. Yeah, I had to catch it. Um, I would have to catch the mice. Uh, and then I would, uh, uh, Callie doesn't like to obviously kill animals, so I'd have to go release it. And I was like, it's just going to come right back into our house. And the cat would still do the exact same thing. Uh, and then the cat, one of our cats that we have now, um, he would find those mice and then he would absolutely destroy them. So, um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like if, if there was a mouse in our house, like Katie would probably jump on the table to avoid it and not come off the table until I killed it. Um, but it's okay to like go celebrate the mouse at Disneyland or world or whatever it is. <laughs> All right, coach, let's go into the next question. Uh, these final two questions um, are, uh, I, I know you're a big Sopranos fan. I've still yet to mm-hmm. see it. I'm trying my hardest. Really? I'm, I'm trying to steal my brother's, you know, HBO max so I can, I can watch it. It's been something I've always wanted to watch. Um, but I just, you know, you know, I work a lot of jobs. Uh, I don't yeah. have a lot of, a yeah. lot of free time in my life, so I don't really get a chance to watch a lot of things, but I've been trying to watch the Sopranos, um, just because, you know, I love it. I love Italian mob movies. You know, the Godfather is mm-hmm. probably my favorite movie, you know, of all time. Like, yeah. um, I'm a big Joe Pesci guy. I feel like he and I have similar energy. Um, mm-hmm. so Sopranos, we know you're a big fan of it. What, like, uh, Gavin's question was, who is your favorite character? From the Sopranos, um, that's tough because a lot of them are really, really good. Uh, you know, like you know, just like you, you know, my family's Italian heritage too, so I really get into those documentaries, and I, you know, I probably watch uh, you know, anything, anything about Italian culture. I watch, uh, you know, it, it, like any of that stuff. Um, you know, my grandmother was an immigrant from Italy, so you know, that's always interests me, and you know documentaries about the five families and stuff but i think the sopranos was uh, probably one of the most well-written shows of all time um james gandolfini did a really good job uh you know playing tony soprano in that you know i i think the funniest character in the whole thing is uh is definitely paulie um he's really good uh it just it, it kind of gives a, a different insight into that culture you know and I, I think there's a lot of stereotypes that go into it and that that's not um you know, I think there's a lot of stereotypes that go into it that are obviously not of 99% of Italian immigrants for sure, but it's pretty neat, you know, and, and they touch on some stuff like the, like the matriarchal society that, you know, kind of Italians live in. And, you know, my grandmother was definitely like that. Like, you know, she ruled our family with a iron fist until she passed away and she was probably 105 pounds, like at most, you know, but she just, you know, she, she just, 
she ruled our family, you know, like, like you'd never seen before for like a, such a small, tiny woman, you know, um, just a lot of respect for, her, um, you know, anything anybody could do for her. Um, you know, we did it. it it's really good. It's really good series. I, you know, next time you get like a long doctor snowstorm or something, maybe you can, ha- <laughs> maybe you can happen upon like our HBO password and watch it, but you, you'll really enjoy it. It's, it's good series. Gotcha. We might as well just, whenever we get a snowstorm, if we have to be in the shop, I'll just tell Brad, let's put it on. Um, I'm oh, sure he yeah. would enjoy it too. Um, yeah, Brad would, Brad would, <laughs> but Brad's a strange character too. You know? So it, it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's definitely got its parts that, you know, it, it's definitely got its parts that are not for kids and stuff for sure. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's a, you know, it's 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 really really well written. You know, for for a series like that to go through like seven seasons that it did, you know, it, it, it was number one for, you know, a long long time. Uh, you know, when it first came out, and you know, people used to have like, you know, parties on Monday nights when it came out. So it's it's really good. You should you should watch it. I definitely will have to get a chance to watch it here, Coach. Final question here for you is actually still on that Sopranos theme. A new movie came out. Have you been able to watch the new movie? I did. Uh, I, I, uh, Katie was out of town. Uh, she went to visit her family in Kentucky, so I watched it. Um, she, she's not quite as big a fan of uh, Sopranos as I am, but um, you know, I, I did watch it. I know Gavin watched it right when it came out. I, I think I watched it like a week or two later, but uh, it was a prequel, which I'd never seen a prequel before. So it was basically like the history leading up to uh, leading up to that television series. So. Um, it, it it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, but I probably had too high of expectations on it. Um, I think they kind of stretched too much to make some of the characters um, look the way that they wanted them to look like, like as kids leading into that, uh, you know, it, 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 if you said, should I watch the prequel before I watch the actual series? I would say, no, I'd say just go straight into the actual series, but um, it was, it was pretty neat, it, you know, but anything that anything that any movie that they had done on it was going to be a, you know, bestseller instantaneously because the series is so good. Right. Um, I have no, uh, I have no science fact for you. Sparney didn't tell me any fun uh, science facts, so we'll have to see Mm -hmm. if she can offer us one for next week. But uh, coach, we kind of had some final thoughts there, you know, in that last segment and we talked a little bit about senior night and stuff like that, but you know, just uh, you know, I guess if you want anything else, anything else to add here, any final kind of, you know, thoughts or, you know, feelings going into the game against Maplewood here? You know, just come out and support these guys. You know, I, I think I think given the injuries that we had early in the year and, you know, changing people around and doing some different stuff with them, you know, I, I thought they've – I thought that at this point they've already overcome a lot of adversity. And I, I think they've had a really good year. And I think when you go back and look at, you know, uh, later on after that game, but, you know, Springfield beat Henry County. You know, uh, Beach being in the top ten right now, Hendersonville being in the top ten. You know, like you know, those three programs are are really really good. And uh, you know, I, I just think our, I think our kids have played well. I think they've overcome adversity. Um, I'm excited to see them finish the year and see what they can do. All right, Coach, uh, we're gonna we're gonna end the show here. Uh, we get ready for. Maplewood this Friday and uh, we have something hopefully hopefully we walk away with the W here you know we obviously don't want to look past anybody or you know think that we got this one in the bag but we're hoping that next week we get to talk about a pretty awesome milestone for you Uh, two Mm kind of milestones that could happen with just one victory Uh, we're hopefully going to be able to talk about that a little bit here next week 
um, as we take on Maplewood uh, this week, of course, and then next week we'll be taking on Gallatin, so we'll have a look back at Maplewood, um, and then, of course, a preview of Gallatin next week, and like I said, hopefully we're talking about a pretty cool milestone moment um, for you, so hopefully we get that opportunity next week. But uh, for this week's episode of the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show, I'm Ethan Schmidt. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you back here next week.